While you're standing, we're going to let the choir come on down. We're going to be singing when we all get to heaven. This is your opportunity to get out while they're playing. Shake hands with everyone. Find as many visitors as you can. Introduce yourself. Make everyone feel welcome tonight. Then we'll sing when we all get to heaven, page number 467. Finishing up page number 467, when we all get to heaven. Let's all sing together now. Continue shaking hands. Don't stop till you're through. All together now. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansion, pride and blessing, he'll prepare for us the place. One, two, three, clap. Good. Now, we're going to enjoy this a little bit, all right? We're going to sing this last verse, and y'all just enjoy singing, all right? They all act like this is a, you know, somebody's making you have to eat something you don't like, you know, or you're someplace you don't want to be, and you're all here because you came because you want to be here tonight. So let's act like we're happy while we're here, all right? On the last verse, all together now. Onward to the bright before us, Oh, get to hell. 
Let's let rushers come forward to receive their offering. As they do so, let me just remind you of a couple of things. Next Sunday is our Chester Joe Ash offering. I hope that our folks are praying. I hope that you have been praying. It is a special day uh, every year on our church calendar when we ask everybody to give a very special gift to a specific purpose. And, of course, this year we're extending the back of the auditorium and uh, uh, the lobby and adding the restrooms and the drive through and all this uh, on the side here. And our needs to be somewhere around $120,000. And so I hope that you are praying much about a special gift next Sunday morning. So you don't want to forget that. And for you that are new, uh, this is going to be a real unique experience for you. you. You just have to be here. In fact, if you're visiting, I would encourage you to come back next Sunday. And if you really wanted to get something out of life, come back and put it into the offering. Then you'd really have a unique experience. But seriously, it is a, a special day. I, I don't know how to describe it any more than that. But uh, let me encourage our folk now all through this week to pray about what the Lord would have you to give and uh, give next Sunday morning. And then an uh, announcement for Awana next Sunday. The Awana Clubs will be holding their first annual Awana Grand Prix. And I haven't got to see this, but somebody's been telling me about it, and they tell me this is real neat. There'll be over 40 clubbers and leaders competing. Races start at 1.30, and they'll be selling hot dogs and hamburgers to help support the Awana clubs. Everyone is invited to come out and cheer on the kids, and the food will be served right after church. Is that going to be here, Kevin? That's going to be here, so you don't want to miss that. I, I say I've never seen this, and but I've heard a lot about it, and uh, I'm going to get over there and check out, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a number three car in there and I'm sure it'll run away with everything amen so I got to get over there and watch that let's pray and you give tonight then right after the offering we have uh, some guests with us tonight missionaries and we want to introduce them to you and uh, brother Gage will be coming let's pray father bless the offering now we thank you for all that you've given us in Christ Jesus continue to move in our hearts tonight in this service in Jesus name amen <laughs> It's a joy to have Brother Mark Gage and his family here tonight. Mark, I want you to come and take a few moments and uh, tell, him, uh, tell the folks about your work and what God has called you uh, to do. Let's welcome Brother Mark. His family's back here. We're glad to have you in this service. Well, thank you, Pastor. It's a joy to be here tonight. We're missionaries with BIMI in the claim ministry. 
I'm Mark Gage. Let me introduce my family. Uh, Renee, it's my wife Renee, and we've been married uh, 19 years. And next to her is Lisa, who's 11. And uh, then comes Andrew, he's 16. And then Shelly, who's 13. And then Laura, who's Lisa's twin sister, is also 11. So it's a real joy to be here. Thank you. The service has already been a blessing, and it's just barely gotten started. As I said, we're ministry, or we're missionaries in the claim ministry. Uh, some of you, I understand, know Dr. Clayton Shumpert. Dr. Shumpert's a godly man who's had a great influence on our lives, and the Lord has used him to call us into this ministry full time. And some of you ask about, had asked about him. He uh, was the director of the claim ministry. Has um, stepped aside in that uh, capacity and allowed another missionary to come in, uh, Brother Carl Vano, and take that place. Dr. Shumpert will continue to uh, speak at missions conferences and be as involved as he can in the claim ministry as his health will allow him. <clears throat> I just want to share uh, our testimony or, uh, just for a few minutes tonight. I don't have a lot of time, so you'll have to listen quickly. It'll kind of be like the snail that was walking down the sidewalk minding his own business and two turtles came up and mugged him and at the police station they said what happened and he said I don't know it all happened so fast so if you don't listen carefully you won't know what happened <laughs> you know the Lord uh, sometimes takes takes a long time to call people we uh, the Lord didn't call us uh, immediately in, onto the mission field we, my wife and I both were saved at a very young age and grew up in a, in a church much like this. And uh, over the years, the Lord has sent missionaries along, and we have always loved missionaries and missions. And, uh, but we never thought that someday God would call us into full-time missions. And uh, the Lord started working on my heart about uh, four or five years ago. And... Uh, Holy Spirit started speaking to my heart saying, you know, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I had gone to college, become an engineer, worked at General Motors, uh, have for the last 15 years, just quit about five weeks ago. And uh, the Lord just impressed on my heart, you need to be doing something more important than what you're doing at Saturn Corporation. There's a lot more important things to do in life than uh, building cars or, or doing engineering work, and that is helping missionaries. We have a love and burden for missionaries, and uh, God has called us into this ministry full-time to be able to, to help. And I met some men uh, before the service that have uh, been in Okinawa. They were on uh, a trip uh, just a couple of months before us. Uh, Renee and I went to Okinawa in, in, in um, September of 1998, and it was there the Lord really laid on our hearts to serve him in missions, and little did we know that he would call us full-time, but we are now full-time, and uh, the Lord has met our needs in a wonderful way. I just want to share uh, a couple of things with you. Really what the claim ministry is about, it's about two things, and the first one is getting laymen involved in missions. <clears throat> if you've never been on a missions trip, if you've never been overseas to see what the mission field is like, you need to go. God will move you. God will uh, change your heart and your attitude toward missions. 
And the second thing is to help missionaries. That's really the, the important thing. You know, missionaries get out onto the field and they have a lot of responsibilities, much like your pastor does. They uh, have to deal with a congregation, they have to deal with soul winning and starting the church. They have to deal with their family in a culture where they don't know the language and they uh, oftentimes the people of the culture don't understand them, they don't understand the culture. And uh, missionaries need help. And I won't, won't go to the scripture uh, because I don't have enough time, but if you were to look in uh, Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 8, or no, it's not 1 through 8, it's a little later on in the, in the uh, chapter, but if you were to look in there, you'll see that uh, Moses and the Israelites were fighting Amalek, and Moses was up on top of the hill holding the rod of God in his hand. And as the battle went on, Moses' arms grew weary. And Aaron and Hur came and they held up Moses' arms. And there was a great victory that was won that day because those men were able to help Moses. And uh, we look at the claim ministry much the same as that story in Scripture. You know, the missionary gets weary out there. And uh, as, as the ministry of claim, Christian laymen assisting international missionaries, we're able to go on the field and be a blessing and an encouragement to missionaries. And I challenge you, to, uh, come on one of these trips we've got a table set up back there if you'll come and talk to us we'd love to to tell you how you could get involved and and be able to come on a trip you can talk to a couple of the, couple of your folks that have been here and are excited about it we're excited about what God's going to do through this ministry and we thank you pastor for allowing us to be here tonight We appreciate the Gage family. Just before the wisdoms come, I want uh, uh, John Vandergriff and Arlen Smith and Loray to come take a seat on the front row here. And, uh, but we appreciate the uh, Gage family, and uh, we're taking them on. And so you get by and meet our newest missionaries tonight. Let them know you're praying for them. Again, just before the wisdoms come, there's something that I want to recognize tonight. It won't take just a few minutes to do so. I know that you are all Baptists and you're not in a hurry to get home so I'm not rushing anything, amen? I looked at the TV guy, there's nothing I want to see on TV so I'm not in a hurry so we're going to stay here. But uh, we have just this past Thursday night completed our first semester of faith and I know that many of you have been wondering what faith is about and what it consists of and whatever and uh, this has been an exciting first semester and I am excited about what God did in faith through this first semester. Sherry, of course, was in faith. She's at home with her dad and her sisters today. And, uh, of course, Brother Brian, he worked as a leader in faith this semester. He has gone home as well. But uh, these three here tonight, and I want us to take, I want to take just a moment and let them say a word about what faith has meant to them and they have committed themselves and did commit themselves to 16 weeks. They were here every Thursday night at 6 o'clock. And uh, they went through about an hour of training every week. They covered everything from how to present the gospel using faith to uh, what each letter in the, in the presentation is and, and different types of visits and whatever. And meet at 6 o'clock, go through all the classes, and then go out together as teams. And it's just been a great semester. And I want them to know how much I personally... I appreciate your commitment, your sacrifice. As I approached these four people and I said, you're going to make a commitment. And it will be a commitment. And it has been a commitment. Thursday night they had their exam. 
and uh, they all did well. Uh, their oral exam and their written exam, and uh, we passed them whether they passed or not, but we passed them, amen. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to walk down here and just so that you don't have to come up here and all this, but I want each one of them just to say a word about faith, and then I want you to uh, just let them know how much you appreciate their commitment uh, to this semester. John, or Arlen, John, come right ahead. John Vandergriff, and we appreciate Brother John. Thank God for sending him our way. When I got a letter from Brother Ken saying he'd like me to be a part of this faith ministry, I didn't really know what I ought to do about that. And I don't think he did if I was here about two weeks. <laughs> but it's a great thing, and uh, I'm glad it's over with. <laughs> the, the memory work, I'm an old man, and the memory work is uh, not in line for me, I don't think. But... Uh, I appreciate it, and I'm glad I went through it. And one thing in all of my Christian life has been uh, concern for lost souls, and that has really increased since I took part in this ministry. And I think that I hope that uh, this church will embrace this ministry, and we'll see a lot of lost souls Amen. saved here. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord, John. Bless you. Thank you. Now he's talking about memory work and stuff. They had memory work every week. They not only had their faith works books that they went through and the scriptures they had to memorize, their faith outline they had to memorize, and then they had to come here and, and uh, say all that week after week after week after week. But uh, they did good. Lorraine, you come. She had a special blessing in her first semester of faith, and I know she'll want to tell you about that. I don't know where to begin with the blessings that I've had through this faith ministry training. I, I told you once before how, as a young girl, I learned the Great Commission. But never had I led anyone to the Lord or participated in making sure that that person was led to the Lord until now. Amen. And bless God. Wow! <laughs> I'm telling you, when I saw the first one, one to the Lord, I couldn't breathe. I wanted to weep out loud. I didn't want to shout. When I got outside, I think I did start shouting. I was so excited. And then we had a second one. One. Amen. I want you to know, all those 16 weeks were not such a grind. They were such a blessing. I've grown to know the other members when I wouldn't have had the opportunity to get to know them. I've grown to know our pastor. It gave us an opportunity to get to know how thorough he was and his knowledge of different things and, and gave us a special perspective of him and of Brian. I thank you all for supporting us. I thank you all for your prayers. I am praying now about recruiting someone myself because in the fall I'm going to be a leader. <laughs> I am really excited about it. And I pray that each of you will pray in your heart that we will recruit people who will dedicate themselves to this. Amen. And I see the Lord's Word just spreading around the world with this. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Amen. So please, pray for us. Thank Amen. you. Bless you, brother. Thank you. There is no joy like winning somebody to the Lord. And praise the Lord. Arlen, we appreciate you serving in faith this semester. Well, it has been an experience. And uh, I, although, I, like John, I thought I was probably uh, too old to learn, but I have learned a lot.
during these 16 weeks and certainly had a lot of uh, good experiences, good fellowship with these uh, brothers and sisters in Christ as we went out together. And I'm looking forward also to the, uh, to the growth potential of our church through this uh, faith program and through our Sunday school. And I can foresee, you know, maybe in a couple of years that we'll have, instead of uh, six going out, we'll have uh, maybe 106 because it's going to multiply. And I, I believe that's where, where we're headed. Amen. Bless you, Arla. Let's give all of them a good hand. I had a certificate for them, and I forgot it, but I'll get that to you. But I appreciate their hard work. And I want you to be praying about the fall semester. Each one of them is coming back. They have been a learner for 16 weeks. They'll be serving as a leader in the fall semester that starts August the 10th. And they will be recruiting those who will be in the uh, faith classes and faith sem semester in the fall. So some mom will be coming to you. And I want you to pray about it. And you say, I've, I don't know if I can go out visiting and do these kind of things. If you, that's one of your fears and your heads about going out, then faith is the answer for you to go out and learn how to do it. And I know the others and uh, are going to be recruiting them. And uh, they'll become leaders in the fall. We're going to send Terry to a clinic in the summer so he is ready for uh, the fall. So that'll give us seven leaders in the fall, meaning we'll be able to have 14 learners in faith this coming semester. So it's going to more than double in the second semester. So many of you, I hope that uh, the Lord will uh, lead you to become a part of faith. It'll be a great thing. And, and like she's talking about winning folk to the Lord. We would go out, we always meet for our classes early, then we go out and we have a certain time we want to get back and then we come back for our celebration time and uh, you could sit in their faces when we'd come back if somebody had been one to the Lord and I saw one of the men here this morning that that, that faith team won to the Lord and so it's just wonderful. Is it not right to win people to the Lord? Isn't that great? And I praise the Lord for it. It's great to have the wisdoms back with us. I see they've recruited Kevin to help them tonight. He's brought his drums from home and so he's going to help them. But uh, let's welcome the Wisness back. What a blessing they were this morning. So many times in my own life 
Testing, but I've seen his promises, they are true, and I can't wait to see how God will meet my needs as once again I'm waiting for his move. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall says, I want to see Jesus. How many are looking forward to seeing our Lord and Savior? Oh, even so, Lord Jesus, come. When I was very young, to me, my mama's son, songs of heaven just beyond the crystal sea. Oh, 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When I reach glory, I want to see my king, church. I like that. But I can only go there because he loved me enough to send the very best he had to an old rugged cross one day for you and for me. I had wasted my life in a country far away. Then I made my way back through my tears and my shame. As to the house I drew near, I heard my dear father say, bring the best robe for my son who has come back home today. The best for the world. Golgotha, from his holy begotten, our heavenly Father sent the purest, most perfect garment. All I had were rags, they were filthiness. But when I climbed that hill, I was so blessed when upon me he placed the robe of my Lord's right. Yes, he came the convention song. My trials here on earth will see someday. Someday, some happy day. I will have an ending peace. Someday, someday, some happy day. Someday, someday, some happy day. From
shall see someday, someday some happy day with him in glory I shall be someday someday some happy day someday someday some happy day from sin from sin thought Kurt was going to play those drums. I tell you what, I told you this morning, I'm so proud of being a mommy. The greatest thing other than salvation, next marriage, was becoming a mommy, and I love this little fella. This is our oldest. Austin will be six, June the 17th, and uh, he's six going on 15, and then we have a little two-year-old in the nursery back there, and he said, Mommy, I won't cry for you. So I let him, he must have had a good time this morning. Austin loves the Lord. I never leave my kids at home, folks. They're always with us. And we've been on the road since Wednesday morning, so we're ready to go home tonight. But I want Austin to share with you what happened, brother, since we've been with you last. And I want to tell you this. It was real as rain because I was there. Me and his daddy was there, and it was real. I want him to tell you. What happened September 5th? I got saved. What a joy, I tell you what. Mm, it's just good to be here. We've been here enough. I just feel at home, folks, and I hope you feel I hope you feel that. The pastor said, make yourself at home, and we're going to do that. We won't take our shoes off, but we'll make ourselves at home, okay? But y'all just make us feel so welcome. Y'all are some of the most sweet people we sing to all year long, and I mean that. I told the pastor this morning, we have our favorites that we work during the year, and this is one of them. I mean that. It's a joy always to come to Temple Baptist Church. I want to tell you real quickly, for those of you who may have never seen us before in person, I'll tell you real quickly who's doing the singing and the playing. But first, I want to say this. We love Jesus Christ with all of our hearts, and, and He loves you tonight. And I want you to know that. And if you're here tonight and you don't know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, He's your Lord and Savior. You're why we're here tonight. Yeah, you can call this Christian entertainment if you want to, but we're here to praise Jesus Christ. And we're here to show you Jesus through what we do and what we sing and what we say. And if that's accomplished, he said, if he is lifted up, he'll do the drawing unto him. And uh, that's what we're here to do tonight. Stand on this end of the stage. This young man uh, lives up close to where the preacher used to live, and uh, he lives right behind Boone in a little town called Fleetwood, North Carolina. He lives right in the smack edge of a Christmas tree farm over there. And uh, he's a mountain man now. And preacher, he's got a four-wheel drive truck. So if you live in the mountains and you got a four-wheel drive truck, that makes you a redneck, don't it? <laughs> no, for Kurt's, Kurt's a, he's, a, he's a city boy. He's just transplanted to the mountains. But uh, we love and appreciate him. He's one of the finest lead singers ever been. He loves Jesus Christ. You glad to see Kurt Davis tonight at Temple Baptist Church. Make Kurt Davis welcome. 
And this dear lady has been mine for almost 12 years. I, I thank God every time I introduce her, and I mean that. See, a lot of young folks here tonight, and my testimony to young folks everywhere we go is this. You can't find the right one if you look in the wrong place. See, me and this young lady met at one of those old-fashioned Saturday night gospel singings way back yonder. God put us together, and I may have told you this, but see, if he puts you together, that's the glue that will hold you together. If you'll keep him in the center of that marriage, I love and appreciate her. She's my favorite singer. She's a great mommy, and uh, uh, she's a godly woman. She loves Jesus Christ with all of her heart, and she'll sing her way into your heart tonight. Would you make my dear wife, Susan Whistnett, welcome? This is Susan. My name's Jeff, and we're the Whistnets. We're glad to sing for you tonight. We've sung a lot of encouraging songs over the years, but this song has proved to be, to be one of the most encouraging songs we've ever done. In a politically correct society, when it's not even popular, to take a stand for the Lord, let's stand for the Lord anyway. This song says, I'll stand. Sing it, son. I made my decision many years ago to live for the master the one who loved me so enough to die on that rugged cross his father's will he obeyed but when i'm asked just what i stand for this is what i say i stand for the blood that flowed down Calvary's mountain It covers all my sin Now safe forever I am I stand for the stripes In them I have my healing Each day I love you more Yes, I'll stand for the I've faced many trials And sometimes I've wondered If I could walk another mile But even through all my circumstance He was standing there for me To give me strength and courage And pain to
Amen. What an honor and a privilege it is to be able to stand for him. And the song says, even through everything we go through, he gives us the strength and the courage to stand for him. A lot of times we're ashamed to even raise our hand, brother. But he went all the way to Calvary for me and for you. I just want to say what Jeff has already said. I love y'all. I've had more women come to me. And it doesn't happen in every church. We sing in a lot of places where they'll walk out the door and never say a word to you. But all the encouragement that I've gotten from your sweet people, the sweet mothers, it's not easy raising kids on the road. And if I had my choice, I'd rather stay at home. But that's not where God wants us. And I'm so thankful that he gives us the strength that we need to walk another mile. And as long as he'll make a way, I'm going to keep on going. Amen. A lot of people came to me this morning and said, I want you to sing that song again. Had no idea how God would work. We sat on the front row, tried to decide on the two songs we needed to sing. And the song kept coming to my mind, is anything too hard for God? And then Brother Trivet got up here and preached about how all things are possible through Christ. I'm telling you, that's how God works. Amen. Mothers came to me and said, one dear lady said, I lost my firstborn. And then I lost my son in Vietnam. And he said, she said, I had to lean on the Lord for my strength. I don't know where you are tonight. A lot of us are in situations, in places, we never, ever thought we'd find ourselves. Whether it's a job or a marriage that's about to fall apart or a relationship with mother, daughter, father, son. I could go on and on. You know, where I, you know where I'm going. You never thought you'd be there. But as Brother Trivet preached this morning, God has us where we are for a reason. And he can use our trials for our testimonies. I lost my voice in September. Couldn't even talk. Had to go to Vanderbilt Voice Clinic in Nashville and knew I was probably staring surgery. But you know what? There wasn't a thing I could do. It was totally out of my hands. And I had to depend on the Lord. But this song right here, we were in the middle of this recording. And Jeff and I left Vanderbilt Voice Clinic when the doctor said, Susan, you've got something on your vocal cord, but we don't know what it is. See, he didn't know that the Sunday before that Tuesday, Grand Strand Baptist Church, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the preacher stood and said, how many believe that God will heal Susan? You have not because you ask not. And I knew God had done a work in my voice. The doctor said, I don't know what it is. Me and Jeff looked at each other and said, we know exactly what it is. That's where one was, but God said, I'll leave a little mark so that you can give me all the praise. Folks, there's nothing, nothing too hard for God. Not a thing too hard for our God today. Trust Him. We've got to trust Him. Oh, how He loves us. This was me. It's out of your hands. You've done all you can do. You've given God the problem. It's no longer up to
to you. You've prayed the prayer of faith. You're standing on God's truth while you're waiting on the answer. He has a question for you. Is anything too hard for God? And who's got a problem beyond his power to solve? Are there situations he's not the master of? Is anything too hard for God? Only believe, trust His Word, you'll see. His plans are now unfolding, performing perfectly. It's clear how much He loves you. Look at all he's done. And for all your questions, there's really only one. Is anything too hard for God? Who's got a problem beyond his power to solve? Are there situations he's not the master of? Is anything too hard for God? Are there situations he's not the master of? Is anything?
if he's a good friend to you tonight, let's give him all the praise. Amen. Praise the Lord for a Savior like he is. Amen. The battle has been raging in your life for much too long. You've been knocked down so many times, your strength is almost gone. You've called upon the Lord to ease the suffering and the pain. Stand still and know that He is God and He will make a way. Just stand in the midst of tribulation. You can't stand when the storms of life prevail. Just stand and you'll see the true salvation of an ever-present God that cannot fail. Just stand and see the glory of the Lord coming down. And rest assured His work will see you through. He's heard your cry today and the help is on the way. So when you've done all you can, just stand. You're waiting for it's not in your command, but only in the power of the Lord's almighty hand. Let faith rise within you, for his promises they're true. And then give God the glory when you see what he will do. Just stand in the midst of tribulation. You can't stand when the storms of life prevail. Just stand and you'll see the true salvation. I'm an ever-present God that cannot fail. Just stand and see the glory of the Lord coming down. And rest assured His word will see you through. He's heard your cry today. Help is on the way. So when you've done all you can, just stand. In the midst of tribulation, just stand. You can lean on His salvation. Just this trial will turn to celebration. Stand in the midst of tribulation. You can't stand when the storms of life prevail. Just stand and you'll see the true salvation of an ever-present God that cannot fail. Just stand and see the glory of the Lord coming down. And rest assured as the word will see you through. He's heard your cry today. Help is on the way. So when you've done all you can, just, just stand. I said, when well, you've done all you can, just stand. Just I like the line in that song that says, you can rest assured his word will see you through. I like that. We can stand on his word tonight because it'll stand forever. It'll stand forever tonight. I love him tonight, friends. I, don't, I tell you what, I want to I compliment you folks. It's good to sing to pretty much a full house tonight. This is a blessing. I like that. Now, we sometimes we'll do morning services at churches and then we'll come back for the night service and you can fire a shotgun in there and not hit anybody. So it's good to, it's good to see y'all here tonight. The song I'm getting ready to do is a brand new song. And one of the greatest ladies I've ever met sent us this song. Brother Ken, I don't know if you know Miss Kyla Rowland or not, but she's been writing a lot of great songs for a long time.
she sent us this song and it blessed my heart so much it speaks of the blood of Jesus Christ and the last time I read the book it still said without the shedding of blood there's no remission for your sins and for my sins I'm thankful for that if you go to the doctor Perhaps there's something wrong with you, and a doctor can't diagnose you immediately. What does he normally say? We got to draw some blood. I told the folks last night if I see the size of the needle, they'll usually have to chase me away. But <laughs> I see a lot of heads nodding. Y'all agree with me? But I've had to do that before. If you ever take a, take a chance or have a chance, take time to look and see what all they can find out about you. They can find out what's right with you, what's right with you, and what's wrong with you. With a little bit of blood. But friend, a little bit of blood's all it took to purchase my salvation on Calvary's cross one day. But you see, it was the right blood. It was his blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's folks even in our midst tonight, perhaps your life right now or even in the past has been in such a condition that the world wrote you off. You had family that wrote you off. Ah, oh, there's no use. They're hopeless. Let me ask you something. Aren't you glad those same doubters didn't have the final say-so in your life? And in my life, I'm glad the blood of Jesus Christ has the final say-so in my life tonight. I bless his name that he loved me enough to shed his precious blood. Yes, his blood says it all tonight. Let this song bless your heart. Abraham's song just you're glad for the blood of Jesus Christ tonight. I love you, Jesus. We've waited so long from the garden of Eden. Those 
prophets of old, they saw this new surety. And tonight, now that is mine, please don't you tell me I'm hopeless. I am the beloved of his blood, Those gathered around. 
around him. They thought this was the end, but when three days had passed, he lived again. He arose victorious over death and the grave. The tomb is empty where he was laid. He came from death's prison, lost sinners to save. He arose victorious, he's living today. that never could save. Oh, but we have a Savior. He conquered destiny. And, and he lives triumphant. This song we now sing. Oh, he arose victorious over death and the grave. The tomb is empty where he was laid. He came from death's prison, lost sinners to save. He arose victorious, he's living today. He arose so victorious over death and the grave. The tomb is empty where he was today. He came from this prison, lost sinners to save. He arose victorious, he's living today. Goodness gracious. I've had a lot of people over the past six, seven years say, are you a preacher? No, I've never been called, but if the Lord was ever going to call me, it would be at Temple Baptist Church. I'm convinced. I get so full of myself and beside myself sometimes in this church. I walked in the door this morning and I was sitting up the record table and about to have revival back there by myself. Nothing going on, just me and the record table and the Lord. And man, it's good to be back. We love you guys so much. And, uh, what a blessing you are to our hearts and our lives. And this is, we every one of us has said this tonight, but we look forward to this every year, coming back to Temple and spending the day with you guys and going over to the Chinese restaurant and eating lunch. And, and then I have it for supper. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm having it, boys. But uh, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. And he's great. And his mercy endureth forevermore. And I'm, I'm glad tonight that I know him as my personal Savior that I've had a personal experience with him. It's not something that my mom told me about or my dad, but something that I had a conviction in my heart about. And I came forward and I knelt down and I said, ask God if he would come into my heart and my life and he would make a change in me. And as a young boy, you know what he did? He saved me. I'll never understand that as long as I live. How God can take something so worthless, so unworthy, and take something like that and save him. Take his precious red blood and wash over the black sins and it all comes out just as white as snow. What a blessing that is. Well, we're going to do a song for you now that uh, you, you probably remember. Been a blessing to our hearts over the past two years. Pick up the pieces and um, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you a little story about what God's been doing with this song and then, and then we'll share the song with you. Um, about 
October, excuse me, August or September, we released this song to radio. And uh, we had great expectations for this song because you know the song as well as we do, and it's just powerful. What a powerful message how God can take the broken pieces of someone's life and put them back together again and make them brand new. That, that amazes me too. Well, we sent the song out to radio, and uh, it was playing on radio, and it was doing great, and, and you'll understand what I'm saying here in just a minute. Um, back just a few minutes, months ago, we, it topped out at like number 20 on the charts, and, and we as humans, we gauge our success by the success that we have, right? Y'all know what I'm saying here. And so I was like, okay, God, the song didn't do that great, and... I was expecting it to change a lot of people's lives and you to do great things. And, but why didn't it do any better than that? Why didn't it go past number 20? And I struggled with that, folks. I'm telling you, I just felt like just I didn't feel good about it. And I was like, God, it could have done better. Well, we continued singing the song. And just about two months ago, we got a call from a lawyer in Greenville, South Carolina. She has a client in the Greenville prison. And she calls to say that one of her client is in a, a cell block with four other men. And he, this one guy has gotten a copy of our CD with that song on it, Pick Up the Pieces. And she says, I need to tell you what's been going on and what's been happening in this particular cell block. They started listening to this song, and there's a line in the song. The song, the line in the song says, your life is not over because of your failures. Now I can just imagine being in that cell block, they're in this prison, this is a holding cell from them from the time of uh, conviction to the time of sentencing. So they're awaiting their sentence. And they're probably thinking that their life is over, that they could never get out of prison or jail, uh, that, that nobody could ever change their life, ever make a change in their life. So this lady begins to tell us that in this cell block, these men are sitting there crying, asking God to change their lives. Well, she said, the guy has asked that you would send this, uh, send me a CD. As a matter of fact, send two CDs, and they're going to play one of them over, we want the warden to play one of them over the female side and one over the male side. Well, we sent the CDs and didn't hear anything back. Well, we were asking people everywhere we went, pray for these prisoners, these inmates, that God will make a change in their lives. Well, just about three weeks ago, we got another call from that lawyer lady, and she says, I went over to visit another client over on the female side, and I walked in the door, and what did I hear? I heard pick up the pieces playing over the intercom system in this prison. Now, we have toyed with the ideas about going down to the prison and doing a concert for these prisoners. Now, I don't know... Um, that's kind of a scary thing. But you guys help us pray that God will work in that situation because I believe God could start revival in that Greenville prison tonight if he wanted to. Well, I said all that to tell you that when I was down and out about the song not doing what it should be, God spoke to my heart. He said, Kurt, it's not about numbers on the charts and success. It's about numbers that you reach through this song. And friends, I'm telling you, I see here tonight and I wonder how God could ever, ever take a broken life as I was and make a change. And it's only by the grace of the God that I'm not sitting in the Greenville prison tonight. Amen. If you're sitting here tonight and your life is broken and you think that God could never make a change in your life, 
Listen to what he does for Peter in the Bible. I promise you he could do this for you. Shouts of rejoicing were heard on a hillside as Peter now Love the Lord tonight, don't you? A moment of silence took place in a courtyard. As Jesus and Peter, they stood eye to eye. The crow of a rooster still echoed through the darkness. As face to face with Jesus, Peter denied. Tears of resentment ran down Peter's garment as he cried out in anguish, Lord, what have I done? But he prayed, please forgive me, then wrap your arms around me. I want to be a man you can always count on. Pick up the pieces and give them to Jesus. He came to free you from the guilt of your sin. forgive the past the sin but he forgets listen shouts of rejoicing were heard on the hillside as Peter now forgiven you see he preached with great power the spirit came and dwelt there 3,000 souls were saved there as Peter shouted, hey, Satan, just to look at me now. From the hilltop, 
sung our heart out to you tonight about how God gave for you and for me the very best for the worst. We've sung tonight about how we ought to stand for him because he stood for you and for me and how there's not a situation or problem that you're going through that's too hard for him. We've sung about tonight how the blood of Jesus says it all. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And you're not hopeless tonight. We've sung about how if your life is crumbled at your feet, you can reach down and pick up the first piece and give it to Jesus. You know what? This might be funny, but all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But they didn't know Jesus. And what a mighty Savior we have tonight. Folks, all through God's Word, He made promises. He promised Mary when the angel came and said, Mary, you're going to have a baby. You're going to call His name Jesus. And Mary, I promise, the day will come when you're going to be able to hold that little baby. And Mary, when you kiss your little baby, you're going to be kissing the face of Jesus, the face of God. It came true. Mary knew she was going to have to watch her son die for you and me. It came true. The Bible says that if I go away and I prepare your place, I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself. Folks, it's going to come true. And I'm glad tonight I know in whom I have believed. When we sing this song, I want you to make sure you know Jesus. Because the day is going to come when you're going to stand before him. Are you ready tonight? Oh, what a Savior. A little virgin maiden. Stirred from her sleep to find an angel waiting in the wind. He said, Thou art highly favored, the Lord is with you, and very soon you will hold the king. The day will come, Mary, you the day will come when you will see his face, the hope of all the ages. 
whom the angels sing will come to this undeserving the day will come when you will hold the king this is what they did oh they mocked him and they beat him and nailed him to a cross for the sins of this world he felt death sting oh but three short days later the stone was rolled away and in victory the world beheld the king as gabriel sounds the trumpet and saints begin to rise and the welcome bells of heaven start to Church, will you stand with me tonight? What a joy. The message in that song should do one of two things. It should make your heart leap for joy and excitement of what waits on us. For if you're not ready, you're going to stand before the Lord and He's going to be your judge. just want to ask you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. We're going to have a moment's invitation. I just want to ask you in a crowd this size, perhaps, in fact, surely someone here does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And we've laughed, we've cried, we've had a great time. This is the most serious few minutes of this whole night. I want to ask you, do you know for sure? Do you know that you know? Let's pray. Father, I love you. I just want to thank you once again for being mindful of an old sinner like me. Thank you so much that you reveal to us every day your tender mercies. God, thank you so much for letting us sing to your sweet people tonight. Thank you, Lord, for blowing across us like a breeze from another country, Father, that encourages us to walk another mile just for you. Father, whatever needs there are in this place tonight, Lord, perhaps somebody's walking beneath a burden that's so heavy they can't hardly go. 
Lord, your word says we can cast our cares on you for you care for us. Father, someone here has got broken pieces in their life. All they need to do is realize you're the master potter. You can put everything back together again. Father, most of all, if somebody here don't know you as Lord and Savior,